It's short. It's simple. It's to the point. Third John chapter four. There is no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in the truth. Now, the Apostle of Love, when he wrote that, was not speaking about his biological children. He was speaking about his children in Christ. Christians around the world that he loved, that he wanted to know, were continuing in the hope that they had. Today at Northside, we bring on a very special, uh, there we go, a very special tradition that has been around at Northside for a long time. That's a good thing, but there can also be some problems with that. Because as with any tradition, it's easy to forget really why we started the thing in the first place. Our challenge for this year is to let Jesus shine in us. To let his light shine through us, not for our glory, but for his. That people can look at us and say there's something different, not about them, but about who is shining in them. The purpose of light, if you think about it, is not just to shine, but also to show the way. Uh, Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. But the light has purpose to show the way to someone who needs to know the way. And, and to me, that's a great um, understanding or a, a great simpling down, simplification of prayer pals. It's being a light to someone else. And so today on Back to School Sunday, we're going to do just that. Uh, it's been 18 years. We've had close to a generation of students that have been prayed for intentionally, purposefully. Uh, let me just give an example. I don't know if you're all sitting here, so, but if you're, a, if you're in the class of 2017, you graduated this year, will you stand up? Now, effectively, these young adults were newborns when we began Prayer Pals. If you want to put a face on it, they were just beginning their lives. And so all throughout, if they've grown up here at Northside especially, they have known and understood that we're a church that doesn't just say, yeah, this is the leadership of the next generation, but we believe that and we honor that and there's a purpose for what we do. You guys can have a seat. Well, if you're new to Northside or a guest, you may be asking, what is a prayer pal? What is that about? Um, a prayer pal is a, very simply another adult Northside member who has pledged and committed to praying intentionally, daily, and purposely for another student, uh, for another Northside student in the kindergarten through 12th grade. In fact, uh, last year and this year, too, we've extended the challenge and asked our good timers to come along, some of our college freshmen, and be a prayer pal from a distance, if you will. So it's it's something that we very much are committed to and believe in very much. It isn't just... Good, by the way, for our students. It's good for all of us. It, it, I really believe it's a part of our DNA at Northside. It helps uh, helps other people understand that we believe in intergenerational ministry. Um, I don't think a church should ever be, you know, if you look around a church or any group and you're all at the same age and life stage, that's a problem. You have no energy from youth or you have no experience that comes from uh, the years of life. That's a problem. 
You want to blend the generations. Psalm 78 says, we will tell the next generation about all the good that God has done. There are four specific lessons I want to point you today before we begin our prayer time. uh, What Prayer Pals teaches us to do and what we can learn from this wonderful tradition. First, it teaches us to begin with prayer. How do you begin your day? What's the first thing you do when you have a problem? Is your instinct and the first thing that you do to start your day, is it to pray? Is it to call upon the Lord? When you have a problem or, or something bad, is your instinct to gossip to someone else or to whine about your situation or to make excuses for it? Or is it instead to drop to your knees and call upon your maker? What do you do when it goes wrong? We were reminded of a, a, an Old Testament example, and there's lots of them, but one of the best ones I can think of is Daniel. In Daniel chapter 6, we're told that this is, uh, they've made the decree, okay, that no one can pray to anyone except Nebuchadnezzar. And they did this specifically because uh, they knew that Daniel would get caught with this law. So they created this law just to entrap him. And it goes through the whole story, which I won't read, but, but verse 10 is impactful to me, and I hope it is to you too. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done. He was unflappable. He was unstoppable. He didn't worry about this new law. He didn't worry about the circumstances or conditions. He didn't worry about what was coming at him, but he stood with the one who would walk with him through that. May we, in the same spirit of Daniel, have that same attitude towards prayer. Whether we're praying for our prayer power or just praying in general, may we do what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. Very clearly, cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. I mean, that's it. That, that, to me, it, it flipped a switch. If you're not praying, the fundamental reason, I mean, you can, you can say there's all these other reasons, but fundamentally it comes down to this. If you're not praying, if you're not a prayerful person, at some point, somewhere in your heart, there's a part of you that does not trust God. You trust something else, someone else, more than the Lord. Most often, it's yourself. And say, well, you know, God's the God of the universe. He's in control of everything. He doesn't care about little old me. I'm one of seven billion. So I'll just handle this. I won't worry God with it. Well, it sounds like a humble attitude, but actually that attitude's full of pride. Because what the scripture says is that he cares for you. And so if you're not bringing those things to him in prayer, you're missing the opportunity to let him show that he cares for you. You're relying on yourself more than God. Number two, we learn to pray as a body. And I think this is very important. Uh, There are many ways we do this at Northside. We've got the the prayer chain. We've got uh, uh, class groups. We've got small groups. 
we have lots of people that embark on praying together. We learn the power of praying together. And some of you are asking, wait a second, is it more powerful if, if 700 people pray all at once rather than just one person? Is it about the numbers? No, it's not about the numbers. It's about the nature of the people praying. James 5 tells us that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. It's the nature of the people praying that has the impact. And so we learn to do that together. We also begin to show not just that we believe in our the one to whom we're praying, but we also have care and show concern for one another. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. If you're opening and following along in your Bible, I always like to hear those pages turning um, or the phone scrolling, although we can't hear that as well. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, pray in the spirit on all kinds of occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, always keep on praying for the Lord's people. We learn to pray for one another. We learn to pray with one another. And we learn the power of the body coming together and how much that avails. The third lesson we learn is in prayer with prayer pals is to be dedicated. I really think this hits home in this ministry because if you do it, you commit to, you know, fill out the form and you commit to praying for someone and you're matched up with a prayer pal. And then in theory, that goes on for a whole year. Now, I know there's some all-stars in here that have you know, been doing it for a lifetime. You know, uh, David Heller and, and Brendan Weathers uh, just carried that for a, a long season of life. The longer you do it, the more seasons you go through. The more dedication you show to one another. Think about, I mean, life is different as a kindergartner than it is in a, as a senior in high school. And there are different prayer needs. There are different ways to pray. There are different ways in which you can interject and interact with your prayer pal. So may you be dedicated. And whether you do it for a a life, if you're a lifer, or whether you do it just for a year at a time, you're still showing that dedication. And I think that's the biggest part of it. I mean, that's, that's the key that makes it work, is knowing that every day there's someone somewhere praying for you. With my prayer pals, it's the alarm goes off at noon every day, and I pull out my little card and see what the, the topic of that day is. I think about that a little bit, and I pray for them. And I remind them every day, I'm praying for you at lunchtime, and if there's anything I can be praying specifically about, let me know. 365 times, uh, they know that's happening. So we can be dedicated in prayer, and it's, prayer pals is certainly a, a great way to learn to do that. And finally is to pray boldly. Um, we get to learn a very simple adage of being a Christ follower. We don't have to tell our problems. We don't have to tell God how big our problems are. We get to tell our problems how big our God is. We get to... to get a whole new perspective on problems and troubles and anxieties and worries. Some people are surprised when people of faith go through the valley. Listen, we're never promised. Uh, Jesus, in fact, said quite the opposite. In this world, you will have trouble. Okay, He pretty much spelled it out. 
He didn't promise us to be free from the valleys. All he did was promise that we'd be, have someone to walk with us through them. And that means the most when you're going through a valley, especially. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Prayer pals is all of those things, all of those lessons, but if you wrap it all up, to me, it's about the church praying for each other intentionally and intergenerationally. There is such a a powerful effect when we think about that. Um, Let me demonstrate. Uh, If you are a child, and I know most of them are in training hour, but for those of you that are in here, if you're of age 5 to age 18, I'd like you to stand up and on you, but everyone else, 5 through 18. I need you to stand for just a minute because the rest of, of us who are sitting down, and especially your parents, grandparents, family members, the shepherds here at Northside, myself, we are plagued with this question. And when we think of this question, we think of you. And the question is this, is Trevor Dopps going to know Jesus when he leaves this world? Will Jesus know Trevor Dopps? The question is, does Jesus know Grace? Does Grace Campbell know Jesus? Will she be faithful to him and to his body, the church? When they graduate, when they grow up, when they leave the nest and it becomes empty, what flight patterns will they choose? What direction will they go? Statistics don't tell a very happy story. They say that, that half, maybe, maybe more than half, depending on which studies you read, won't make it. But we're a church that believes in defying the odds. We're a church who follows a God who constantly and consistently defies the odds. So, we do this today for you. So that when you are not 5 to 18, but when you're 25 to 38, you're still faithful to the Lord. You're still a part of his people. You're still living according to his word. And you're still being led by his spirit. We do that not because it's a tradition, but because we love you. And because we pray for you constantly, especially, especially in the world you are growing up in. And you need to know. That you will always have a church family at Northside who loves you and is praying for you and who wants you to go the distance. To gain the prize toward which Christ has called you in heaven. And we want to see you at the finish line.
And someday when we all stand in that line together and you stand with us, we want to hear those words for you that we want to hear for ourselves. That is well done, good and faithful servant. So please don't take this lightly. What we do today is so important and it matters. Thank you and be seated. Today we're going to pray specifically for you and also two other groups of people as well. Psalm 127, verse 3 through 5 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a quiver of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Uh, God's uh, parents and grandparents are the first and lifelong teachers for a family. Everyone else is going to come and go. Even your actual teachers will come and go. But your parents, your grandparents, your family will be with you. And God put them in your life for a reason. So we're going to ask at this time, if you're a parent or grandparent, to please stand up. And one of our shepherds, Brother Ron Mock, is going to pray for you. I'm sorry, not Ron Mock. James Wilson is going to pray for you. Apologize. Uh, James is going to come on up and lead that prayer right now for our parents and grandparents. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we, as we begin a new school year, we want to lift up to you the parents and grandparents especially, but also other relatives who might play a significant role in the lives of these students, aunts and uncles and the like. Help these adults, Father, as they provide support and encouragement and guidance during the coming year. Not only in the students' schoolwork, but in other areas, the arts, athletics, scholars bowl, perhaps, uh, other areas where the students may stretch their wings by trying new things. Be with the parents as they continue to train their children to have the proper attitudes and behaviors. With the younger children, this will simply be exhibiting good behavior at their school. But those in their last several years of their schooling will be showing Christ to their peers and to the school personnel that they'll be in contact with. We pray that you be with the parents as they work with the teachers and other personnel at their schools. And may their help with field trips and such be a witness for you. Each school year, Father, can bring new challenges of all sorts for the students. Help the parents provide the guidance that might be necessary. But, Father, there also may be opportunities when it's better to step away and allow the student to grow by working out some situation, a situation not of their own creation, not of their own making. But, Father, give them the wisdom to know how to deal with these situations as they will arise during the school year. Father, just continue to bless these parents and grandparents as they work with these children who are a blessing from you. It's our prayer in Christ's name. Amen. Be seated, please. Thank you. The second group of people that we want to pray for, and this is where Ron will come up, will be our teachers and our influencers. Uh, These are certainly... Uh, teachers at public school, but included in that are also private school teachers, homeschool teachers. Uh, if you're involved as a helper or an administrative professional or a para, you drive the bus or you tutor or your support staff in any way, if you're involved 
in the education of a child uh, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to ask you to stand as well. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Now, you may be underpaid, but you should know that you are not underappreciated. Your impact should never be underestimated. You serve a valuable role, and uh, we want to pray for you as the and the lives of the students that you will impact this year. So if you're a teacher or influence at this time, please stand up, and Brother Ron Mock will come up and pray for you. Teachers, influencers, or uh, any type in the school system or education, we ask to stand, and we'll have Ron come up and pray for you. Let's bow, please. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you at this time to to thank you for Northside and all the many families that are represented here, both young and old, but uh, at this time for the the families with with, uh, students. Uh, We just uh, ask you to to be with this uh, uh, plan that we have for this year and have had for many years. We ask you to be with the prayer pals. We understand and see the long-lasting relationships that have been formed, and we just appreciate that and ask that it is effective and that it will continue. Um, We now uh, focus on the teachers and the different influencers, uh, the bus drivers, the paras, the coaches, the resource officers, the board members, the uh, administrators, just people that affect uh, and influence our, our children, um, either directly or indirectly. Uh, we, we know that, that teachers and folks like this are with our children probably more than they are with their, uh, than the children are with their own parents. And what a, what a, a chance to be an imitator of a God, and uh, we just ask that, that they take this very, very seriously. We pray that they will have energy, that they're in, they will be energetic, that, that they will do things with enthusiasm so that they're infectious, so that people want to do and follow them. We pray that they can be as creative as possible. Uh, we pray that they're sent, uh, 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 that they are, uh, sympathetic and that they are, uh, see when somebody needs help. Many problems out there and we just pray that, that, uh, you will help them. It's, uh, it's very positive role models we, we would pray for. We pray that they'll let their light shine. Please bless them and help them have a good, productive year. And we ask this in your son's name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. Our third group, come on up here, guys. If you are uh, in the kindergarten through sixth grade, I'm going to ask you to come on up here to the stage at this time, whether you're in the pews or if you're coming in from children's training hour. Come on up. Don't be afraid of the preacher. 
we have lots of little ones and young families at Northside, and we love them very much. You can stand on either side, guys. Fill the stage. Just get that old preacher off there. You don't want him up there anyway. If you will be in kindergarten through the sixth grade, you can see we've got a lot of them that are a part of us, and we love them very much, and we want you to know that we care for you a great deal. Your moms and dads and grandparents and teachers and just every hey, that's us up there. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody gave Tally an espresso this morning. I. Here's a cool thing to think about, though. I mean, imagine in this group of students in, you know, 20 years when they're not 5 to 12, when they're 25 to 32 years old. Uh, these are future preachers. These are future missionaries. These are future elders at some point and deacons and ministry leaders. You guys are very loved. And uh, we want to pray for you intentionally and purposely. But can I give you one verse? Can everybody, I know you're all excited about looking everywhere else, but can you look right here at my big old head? Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. And you can repeat it with me, okay? Colossians 3.20. Ready? Repeat after me. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. To which all the parents said, all right, at this time we're going to ask one of our shepherds, Brent Groves, to come up and pray for this special group of, of young people. Good luck. <laughs> okay, guys, can you guys all pray with Mr. Brent? He's going to lead us all in prayer for you, okay? Bow your heads and close your eyes. Our Father in heaven, these children, they are, they are a blessing and a gift from you. What an amazing gift they are. And what amazing gifts you have given to each of them. And we are humbled, Father. We are humbled and grateful to be your church that surrounds them. And Father, each child here is already learning that you love them. They already know that familiar song, Jesus loves me, this I know. May they never forget that, Father that you do love them, and may they continually learn more about what that love means and how deep and wide that love is. And, Father, I pray these children will learn to listen well. Help them to listen to their father's instructions and never turn away from their mother's teachings. And, Father, bind their teaching, that teaching on their hearts. And, Father, when they're tempted to, to do something that's wrong, Father, give them the courage to do right. Make them brave and strong, Father, and learn to stand on the Lord's side. And, Father, help these children to trust in you with all their heart. And don't let them lean on their own understanding, but acknowledge you. Because if they do that, we know you have promised to make their paths straight. And you will bring them peace and understanding. And, Father, when these children walk with their eyes set on you, 
their steps will be sure. And they will run and they won't stumble. Father, protect them from evil and guard their hearts. And this is our prayer, Father, for our children. And as your church, we commit to be an example of love and faithfulness in our own lives so that when we so that we may all be your children here on earth and forever in heaven. Father, through your Lord and through our Lord and Savior and your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. OK, now you guys go back and I know you were some of your children's training hour, but if you would go back and sit with your parents or whoever you were sitting with originally, okay? And if you don't know where your parents are, stay up here and your parents will stand up, okay? Go ahead and if you know where your parents are, go sit with them. If you're still looking for them, parents, raise your hand and... My nightmare was there would be one child left up here on stage. and uh, We have an unclaimed child on the stage. That'd be okay. Thank you for... Uh, thank you. For, we may still have an unclaimed child. I don't know. <laughs> I'll get an usher to help me with that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, this next group will be... Um, well, they'll be about as unruly, right? Uh, <laughs> 7th through 12th grade students. Um, you know, the, we don't have any biblical insights into where Jesus was at this stage of his life. Age 13 to 30, the scripture is very silent about in Jesus's life. But the last thing that we have of him in the Bible, at least up until he started public ministry, was Luke 2.52. And if you've been in loft, you probably know that verse. But Luke 2.52 says very simply that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And so we understand that you have those same, at least three of those choices. You don't really get to choose how you're going to grow physically. That's sort of been already determined. But you get to choose how you're going to grow in wisdom how you're going to grow uh, in favor with God, how you're going to grow spiritually, and how you're going to grow in favor with man, with other people, relationally. And so that's our prayer for you, and we're going to ask Clayton McCullough at this time to come up, and we'll go ahead and just ask you guys to stand up if you're in the 7th through 12th grade. Just stand where you are. Let's do that. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Gracious, holy, and majestic Father, we bow before your throne this morning. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Your greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. Lord, we come this morning to raise up this group of teens, these young men and women who soon will be returning to school. I pray that as they go through this school year, that they will truly learn to trust in you, Lord, 
to trust in you with all their hearts and lean not on their own understanding, but in all their ways acknowledge you and understand that you will make their path straight. Help them to understand what the Proverbs writer wrote about get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget my words as far from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Help them to understand that as they get into this time of life, that they have more and more choices that they can make. Choices that can have an impact on their lives for years to come. And help them to also understand that these choices that they have can also influence and affect the lives of those they interact with. There are so many ways that they can share the love of Jesus with their friends at school. And one of the best ways is by being a true friend. A friend who always acts in love and looks to the interest of others. And being a true friend means sometimes making tough choices that may not be popular. Lord, I pray as they go about their daily walks that you can use them. That you can use them as your hands and feet. And help them to shine the light of your kingdom and the glory of your grace. Lord, keep a protective hedge around these teens because Satan will be stalking and watching and waiting for an opportunity to pull them away. May we, may we be diligent in our prayer lives and may each of these teens be covered in prayer. The power and the glory that you can protect them with. Lord, I thank you for this avenue of prayer. I thank you for each one of these young men and women. May their love and devotion for you grow each and every day. And may we, your church, be an example of walking by faith so that they may grow in their faith. We thank you for your son and that expression of love that he gave and the sacrifice that he made. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Clayton. Well, hopefully after 18 years, you know what's coming up next. But in case you don't, I want to encourage you to do a couple things. Uh, First, you should have received one of these pink pink forms uh, as you came in today. Uh, If you didn't, for some reason, don't have one, there'll be a stack at the information booth and you can pick one up on your way out. But what we'd really like you to do is get one today and fill it out today. As you, many of you know, your children have either started already back to school or will start here in the next week or two. And we'd like to begin the process so that we can uh, get people matched up appropriately and get everybody where they need to be as the school year uh, begins. Uh, so as you leave today, the loft students will be holding these green boxes uh, at each door. And uh, they've been instructed to look extra sad and to simply say, would you be a prayer pal for someone like me? Um, so if you would, if please, uh, if you love Jesus, go ahead and fill out that form. And uh, if you love the little children, have we have we arm twisted enough here? <laughs> 
So what's going to happen is we're hopefully have boxes full of these today. And then tomorrow, uh, the administrative staff will be working on matching up pair pals with adults. Now, you noticed probably on the back, this list seems a little smaller than normal. And the reason is not because we don't have any children or we're losing children, but because several of the Northside students have already said, I want to be with my prayer pal this year, and they don't need a match. So they've been removed from that list. So if your name's not on there and you're a, stu- a child of a Northside member and it's not on this list, that's probably because um, you've already been matched up. But uh, anyway, fill that out today and put it in the green box on your way out. Uh, wait for the assignments. They'll be mailed no later than August 31st, maybe sooner uh, if, if all the forms are turned in. And we'll get you matched up. And as it did last year, we'll have a cool new resource that gives you a topic for each day, something specific and scriptural to pray for. So uh, once you get that assignment, then follow through and connect. Uh, introduce yourself because... At the end of September, on September 30th, we're mailing letters to all the students to say, this is your prayer pal. And so you don't have to come up to me or anyone else and say, I don't know who my prayer pal is. Um, You can just go up to them and say, you signed up to be my prayer pal, but you didn't contact me and look extra sad. Okay, so follow through with that. Uh, How do you do prayer pals? Well, the name says it all. Pray for them. Pray for them faithfully and daily. Certainly introduce yourself um, as we've asked you to do. But, you know, stay in touch via calls or text or social media or however you do that. Uh, Just connect with them when you see them at church or outside of church. uh, Some people do extra things, you know, birthdays and ball games and plays and musicals. And that's great. Uh, Just understand that's sort of the whipped cream and the cherry on the Sunday. That's not the main part of the deal. Um, so we want you to be faithful with that, and that's the main thing. Is that's what it's all about? Not about activities. Not about uh, making it more complicated than it needs to be. Just pray and pray faithfully. So I'm going to give you an opportunity here. I'm going to actually ask you to fill this out during the next part of the sermon. Um, as I read this poem by Wilm, Will, Will Dromgoole, it tells a little bit of a story. An old man, going a lone highway, came at the evening, cold and gray, to a chasm, vast and deep and wide, through which was flowing a sullen tide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim. The sullen stream had no fear for him. But he turned when safe on the other side, and he built a bridge to span the tide. Old man, said a pilgrim near, you are wasting your strength with building here. Your journey will end with the ending day. You will never again pass this way. You've crossed the chasm deep and wide. Why build this bridge at evening tide? The builder lifted his old gray head. Good friend, in the path I have come, he said, There followed after me today a youth whose feet must pass this way. This chasm that has been as naught to me, to that fair-haired youth may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I build this bridge for him. 
I hope you will be a prayer pal this year, building a bridge to the next generation and encouraging them to continue to walk by faith. Prayer pals is huge for us at Northside, and and we, of course, probably know that by now, but if you have a need, a public need of prayer by one of our shepherds, then come forward at this time and share if you're ready to begin that first step in a lifelong journey of faith with Jesus, to enter into his body, to repent and be forgiven of your sins, to have those sins washed away in the waters of baptism and to receive the gift of his spirit. If you're ready to do that, we want to call you to it, and we'll help you with it and meet you down front as together we stand and sing.